laid-back conversations with inspiring guests. J.T. Pendy with The Now on Late City Nights. Andrew Lowe, thanks for joining us. Hi, thank you for having me. Good. Andrew Lowe is, uh, Andrew is with BlackTriangleCoffee.com. That's where you can reach it. And uh, it's, you specialize in small batch roasted coffees. And you also have the, the fun thing about your business is you also have a love and appreciation for UFOs, UFO lore, the bizarre, and the unknown, correct? That is correct. All right. And you're veteran-owned and operated, so that's, uh, that's pretty amazing as well. So uh, thank you for that, by the way. Awesome. Thank you for your support. Yeah. So Black Triangle Coffee, for people that don't know, um, was a phenomenon or a UFO sighting back in the late 90s, I believe, 96 or 98 or something like that. Is that correct? 1997. Yeah, 97. Okay. Um, and did you actually see it? I did not. I didn't actually move to uh, Phoenix till I got out of the service in 2011. Let's talk about that. What service were you in? What, what did you do? Um, I was... Excuse me. When I got out of high school, I joined the army. Um, I'm colorblind, so there wasn't a whole lot of uh, choices for me to pick uh, as far as job-wise. But I got saddled with a pretty cool one. I was an aviation operations specialist. Wow. Uh, so I was able to go to Germany for a little bit, and then Kansas, and then I got out and moved here. What does that What does that do exactly for people that don't know? So basically, an aviation ops specialist is sort of the ground controlling folks um, for aviation operations, right? Oh, so okay. We're sitting in um, a tactical operations center. We're talking to the aircrafts during the missions. We're tracking them on our Blue Force tracker. We're, you know, making sure they're getting gas when they land. We're also typically the first ones to initiate crash rescue if something were to happen to them. We contact the personnel and so on and so forth. Wow. That's that's amazing job compared to some people that, you know, that don't, that have never, um, you know, joined the service and, you know, they're working here or there just doing something they can't stand. And what you just described is probably more exciting than any job I've ever had in my life. So, and more important. <laughs> <laughs> so uh, we appreciate that. So uh, what I really like to know um, is Black Triangle Coffee. Obviously, that was a um, UFO that people saw over Arizona uh, back in 1997, like you stated. And it was the one with the, I believe it was five or six lights in a triangle. And then the people that actually saw it said that they are absolutely, there's no way in shape or form that was flares or anything, that they literally saw a triangle-shaped craft, a huge triangle-shaped craft. Uh, craft. So um, that was a big thing here in Arizona. And then uh, that's, I'm, I'm assuming that's how the idea for your business came about because you're interested in that and that happened? Um, sort of. So my I've sort of always been interested in UFOs ever since I was a little kid, right? Right. Like, I don't really have much of a memory as to how it started, per se, but I remember being, like, maybe first or second grade and going into the school library and finding UFO books and then just, you know, trying to do my best to read through them or, or look at pictures. And, you know, every time there was a documentary on TV, I would always watch it. And that's been the one thing that I think that I've had, like, an interest in my whole life, like, from the, from when I was a very small child all the way up to, through adulthood. I even do that now. Um, before we, before we started the podcast, I was watching the phenomenon, you know, right <laughs> on TV. So, and you watch something that's ancient aliens on Friday. Oh yeah. <laughs> Absolutely. Me too. <laughs> right on, right on. Um, but yeah, now, so like it's been, Oh, sorry, sorry, go ahead. No, go ahead. I don't know. I was just saying, it's just been, it's been something I've, I've had a, a pretty deep interest in, um, my whole life. Um, 
but I do remember I did have what I one consider uh, one would consider maybe a sighting when I was probably about in fourth or fifth grade. I typically don't tell people this because I don't really think it counts. Like I think perhaps I'm misidentifying it. Right. But I remember um, I was uh, we were we were in class and I think the lights were off. Right. And we all had our heads down on our desks. And the way that our school was set up, there was these like uh, uh, rectangular windows like at the top that didn't have curtains on them right Right. so they just didn't have them curtains so you could see out and i remember i was just looking out and i remember seeing um this like silver object like pass through like first first uh the first rectangle to the second rectangle to the third rectangle and then it sort of stopped and then went in the other direction and i remember that really freaked me out as a kid but even before that i was looking into stuff like this um yeah. That's, it's amazing that's, to me that, that you thing, said though. that. <laughs> well, it's amazing to me because I just we just interviewed a guy named Jeff Willis. I don't know if you're familiar with him, but a lot of the phenomenon that um, you've seen on the news over Arizona and stuff, he's the one that captured that on video. He has hundreds oh, of wow. hours of you know phenomenon or UFOs or whatnot. And uh, he, he told me almost precisely the same thing as he's been interested in that since he was a kid. And his first experience with that was when he was young like that. And uh, I've heard that before, not through interviews, just for through listening to other people interviews. It seems like people that are really into it um, have experienced something or got into it when they were young. He, he also said the same thing. He used to go to the library, get UFO books and read them and and see everything. And when you were saying that, I was I was just like, this is almost precisely you know, what, <laughs> what he said. So I wonder if there's oh, something, wow. um, you know, something with that. Obviously, we don't know, you know, what they are or whatnot, but. I think uh, I think it's pretty cool when people are interested in something from a from a young age because it really sticks. That's when things really stick with you. So. Oh, for sure, for sure. Now, what was your your driving force to become a business owner? So, after I got out of the service, um, I moved here to Phoenix. Uh, my wife's from here, so right. we sort of met through one of my friends in the military. His wife's friend is my wife right so we met that way and so when i got out i just came here um and i've always really liked coffee right so i've 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 been searching since i got out to to find a particular type of coffee that i like right Right. and i just kept i couldn't find it i searched and searched and searched i even tried some of the other brands some of the other military friendly brands you know right didn't care for them, you know, and I would go to local grocery stores and find their small coffee section. I even tried local roasters and find it. And I just couldn't pin it down. Um, and so one day, probably about two years ago, my grandfather comes over and he, he lives in Hawaii, right? So right. he comes and visits us probably twice a year, every year. And I was mentioning to him that I'm just struggling to find like this taste that I'm sort of searching for. And he goes, well, why don't you try roasting your own coffee? And that is something I'd never thought about before, which is something he did. Right. So the time that he had um, came and visited us, uh, he just imparted all of this knowledge. Like, this is the roaster I have. This is where I go to get beans. This is what I do. Wow. And so... It's a good know, after, Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> he actually sent him a lot of free coffee now. Right. <laughs> <laughs> so, um, so anyway, so... Um, So he leaves, and then I'm talking it over with my wife, and I'm like, look, just to get a decent roaster, it's extremely expensive, right? And the beans are, they're not that expensive if you buy them in bulk, but it's it's a huge investment. And so I've just been kicking around this idea in my head, like, for probably about a year. And then um, 
I remember one day I was just sitting outside. I think I was barbecuing something. And it just hit me to sort of marry these two, right? So right. Yeah. I always liked UFOs. And I've never, ever seen a, a company that sells coffee that's UFO-themed. I've right. never seen yeah. that. And so then, you know, I remember I finished making food. I hopped on my computer and I just started Googling just any sort of combination of name I can think of, right? Right. Found nothing in that area. And so that sort of created a sense of urgency for me. Right. And that's yeah. when I got the ball rolling. I locked in, you know, the domain name. And that's when I just started that ball. And it's never really stopped. <laughs> <laughs> well, that's, that's amazing. It's an amazing, it's amazing name when I saw it because I'm familiar with, you know, Black Triangles, the, the Black Triangle. And I was actually researching Jeff Willis before I interviewed him. And that's how I found your, your actual website. So um, I thought it was really cool. Wow. And he, he's heard of you, by the way, also. He knows about Black Triangle Coffee. I don't think he has ordered, but I, I said, have you ever heard of Black Triangle Coffee? And he, he's, for a second he goes, oh, yeah. You know, and he starts, yeah, I remember it. So, and, and he's, you know, he's big into the, into the scene, so he knows all that stuff. But um, I thought it would be really cool to, like you did, like you married the two ideas, I thought it would be really cool to, we'd like to interview um, business owners in Arizona, and I thought, wow, what a what a unique combination for a business, uh, you know, a coffee business mixed with the UFO theme is is just amazing. Did you um, did you have to raise funding for your venture, or did you you just start it out of your pocket? So I just started out of my pocket, and the reason I decided to do that because I have a lot of friends who have started their own businesses, right? Right. And they have a lot of great ideas. So they're, you know, they've told me all kinds of things. Like, so, you know, you get your business plan, you draw up all of this, and you get it approved by the county if you want to do like a, you know, a roastery in town. And then, then you apply for your business loan and you get all this money. And I was on that path, right? Right. And then I met um, one, of my, well, one of my good friends. His name is Chip. He, uh, he's, a, he's an ex-Air Force pilot. Right. And um, I sort of was telling him this in passing one day. And he goes, you know... And he reminded me that he used to run a business and it didn't do well. And he right. was saying that if he could do it again, he would do it this way. And he was saying just, you know, pour some of your money into it and then just grow it incrementally. Right. So yeah. that way your own involvement is going to dictate how well you do. Right. And so that way, by the time you get to the point where you can scale, um, you're not crushed under the weight of debt. Sure. Right. Yeah, smart. It sort of alleviates some of that pressure. Uh, yeah, he's a great guy. He's an SCA certified steak judge too, which is pretty cool. Oh, nice. We have to interview him. <laughs> oh yeah, I'm also an SCA certified steak judge. Oh my god, we're gonna get both of you on here. We're gonna get both <laughs> right of you on here next time. Um, right on, right on. That would yeah, actually so be kind of cool because we're we're gonna Jeff Willis is gonna we're gonna do another interview when that report comes out. You know, the UFO report, mm -hmm. and uh, it might be cool to have you all on here since he's a pilot oh, and yeah. you were you were in the you know that area as well and and right. your interests. So we might. We can do up to like sure. seven or eight people on here, so it's, it's pretty Oh, yeah, cool. I would love to do that. That'd Excellent. Be great. So, yeah, so you sort of imparted that knowledge onto me. Right. And um, for some reason, that resonated with me really well. And I just decided that it would be better for me as a business owner to learn these processes myself, firsthand, straight from scratch. So that way, I'm not blindsided by something I missed later down the line, which is right. another thing that he had explained to me. Yeah. And that's sort of where I'm at right now. So we talked earlier... Um, before and you don't actually have a physical location at this point but are you are you planning on uh, doing that at some point yes so that's definitely my my sort of mid midway goal is to try and at least open some sort of coffee shop with a roastery attached and then just sort of do everything from there um that's definitely the goal and hopefully 
but God willing, in the next 10 years, I can pull that off. Excellent. Did uh, the the pandemic have any effect on your business? Did it increase it by chance since you're online only? Um, so I don't really know. And here's why. Because by the time I had this idea and I was ready to move on it, that's right when 2020 happened. Right? Oh, okay. Or, I got you. Like right when it came came through. Right. So I started working on it as the pandemic was going through its motion. Um, and we actually ended up launching in November of 2020. Oh, wow. Um, so it was a lot of, we were able to do all of the legwork during, during the, the heart of the pandemic. Right, right. Right. So that by the time we were able to launch, we were good. Now, how do you, how do, how exactly do you market the business now? What tactics um, are you using that are successful for you? So right now we're mostly just doing through Instagram and um, Instagram, Facebook, and Twitter. In fact, I've seen the most um, success through Twitter, and I didn't think that was going to happen. Um, that is, not that is long. Odd, yeah. yeah. So I'll tell you why I went down the Twitter road, because I didn't really want to at first, but then I kind of got forced to. So maybe a month or so after I launched, um, in uh, it was actually right before I launched, because it was in late October. So right, right before I'm ready to launch, right before I had all of this work together to just go public and everything, Facebook takes down all of my accounts. Oh, my God. Like, all they take down my personal Facebook account. They take down my personal Instagram account, my business account, my family's Disney account. They take down everything. <laughs> yeah, out of nowhere. What for? I had no just warning. for no reason? Well, after I appealed it a bunch of times, the only thing I was able to get from Facebook was that I had violated some sort of rule, right? Yeah, Which they have like, plenty. Okay, but, <laughs> right, but they, they wouldn't, like, they wouldn't, there's no person to talk to, so they would just, they yeah. would just hit you with this, like, this is why, see you later, you know? So I got some success with um, Instagram. So I would just file, file a, uh, like, a complaint with Instagram, and eventually they sent me a letter saying, like, hey, this was by total accident. Like, this was a mistake on our part. I was oh, like, right. okay, cool. But then they never reinstated my account. <laughs> so then I pushed them for another couple of months, and then they finally only gave me back um, my business Instagram account. That was the only thing I got back. My lord. Yeah, and so a in bit that out of control. time, I was like, yeah. yeah. In 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 that in between time, I was like, I'll go to Twitter. Right. <laughs> <laughs> and so when I got on Twitter, you know, I started you know tagging in all of the people I know in the community. Right. And um, I got a lot of positive responses. A lot. Of, I've started to meet people that I would have never imagined that I would meet and talk to on a regular basis. Like, it's insane. Right. That's amazing. Like, I just sent coffee to Jeremy Corbell. Oh, really? Day. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> what <laughs> kind of coffee? I actually sent him an extra. Well, I actually have a coffee that's a, that's a light roasted Indian bean. It's from India. Right. Um, that I, that's called... Um, 115 right so it's after the bob lazar story right right and so i just i shot the image out on twitter and i tagged him in it and he loved it he retweeted me got a bunch of like you know got a bunch of likes and retweets and you know he bought some and so i sent him an extra bag and i was like hey man look it would be really cool if you could take one of these bags and just give it to bob lazar <laughs> like, yeah that would, i was gonna ask you it's like <laughs> pinnacle of like my life right there right so i got to i got to you know talk to him i talked to shannon legro of into the fray 
Uh, me and Ryan are pretty good friends. I actually, um, I worked with him to develop a roast specifically for his podcast, which is on my website. Wow. Um, so it's just, that part has been a dream and that's been almost entirely through Twitter. That's amazing that uh, you had that success through Twitter. I mean, it's also amazing when someone like that, you know, retweets you and something, it automatically gives you that credibility. Oh, yeah. And uh, that's pretty amazing. I mean, most people are, are marketing through, you know, dollars and and cents, and uh, you're marketing through word of mouth. That's, uh, that's the way to do it. Well, we sort of evolved to that. So at first we were, you know, trying to work with Facebook and the algorithms and, you know, paying for advertisements, but there really wasn't a return on investment. Like we would spend so much money and then maybe we would get one sale. Right. But, you know, by and large, it just wasn't working out. And it's just, it's easier for me to just get the word out there through the proper channels and to get the community interested, which is, which is, you know, what I really wanted. I wanted something for this community that's, I've, you know, been on the fray of for a long time. I've been super interested in it. I've met, you know, I go to the MUFON meetings and, and I right. just love the whole community. It would be amazing to get Bob Bazaar to retweet you or, or to buy your stuff. I, I think that uh, that guy is amazing because back in the 80s or whatnot, he was kind of looked at as like, you know, you're a liar or whatnot. And I always thought he was kind of credible. But then now all of a sudden we have all these people saying, oh, I think he is credible now. I think there is right. 115 out there. There's an element 115, and it is being used exactly the way he said it was being used, you know, 20 or 30 years ago. So sure, I think it's sure. uh, pretty amazing that we go from complete denial to now we have a report coming out that, you know, that uh, aliens or UFO, uh, we'll call them UFOs. Obviously, aliens is, uh, sure. you know, <laughs> but, uh, you know, UFOs do exist. We don't and they're not saying they're from, you know, outer space, but they're saying we don't know, you know, what they are. That's why they're truly unidentified. So, right, um, right. so on this, on this whole theme, how do you generate new ideas? Is it from, you know, the community? Yeah, it's mostly from the community. Yeah. Um, the, the two new ones that I came up with relatively recently were the 115 because I wanted to do a light roast. Right. And I know that, you know, when you light roast coffee, that's where you get the most caffeine. Right. 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 So... To me, it just made sense to just pair it with Bob Lazar, right? Yeah. 115. This is the fuel. This is, for, you know, for the gravity amplifiers. This is exactly <laughs> it. You know, and then I worked with Ryan to develop something that he really liked right. um, and made sure that he liked it. And then, you know, he blessed it off and then we sell that. <laughs> That's amazing. You know? So in business, everything goes good, but there's also um, times where it doesn't. Is, do you have a, a greatest fear about your business and how would you manage that? My greatest fear, I would say, is just losing passion, honestly. Right. Because there's a, there's a fine line between – because right now I'm my only employee. Right? right. Like it's just me packaging and shipping and roasting. Right. So without the passion, this is another job. Right? Yeah. And I already have another job, right? So I'm essentially working two jobs. And right. the minute it starts to feel like a burden, like I don't want that feeling. Yeah. You know, I still want to be plugged into the to the community. I still want to enjoy doing what I do. And I think honestly, it's about to sort of prevent that from happening. I have to realize that I'm the one in control of the levers, right? Right. So yeah. if I really really want to make it a busy weekend and push a lot of product and make a lot of sales, then that's entirely in my hands. So I'd have to, you know, get on Twitter, get the word out, tag people in it, create stories, create videos and, and whatnot 
And if I'm really not feeling it that week, or if I'm just burned out from my other job, then I can slow that faucet down. And I think having that control allows me to maintain that passion. Yeah, over time to keep that passion right. I think a lot of people get burned out. They have a really great idea and they put everything into it, especially in the beginning when you're not really creating a lot of success. Um, I think that I think that's where people get burned out, and a lot of businesses die off within that you know initial time period. So, um, is that how you define success by keeping motivated, keeping passion? I think so, absolutely. Mm-hmm. I mean. Just talk. I think another big thing that contributes to this is just surrounding yourself with the right people. Right. Right. Absolutely. Yeah. I learned from doing this who my real friends are, because I had a bunch of people that were like, "Yeah, man, let's do it. I can do this. I can do this. Let me help you." Right. And then, you know, when it came time to produce, they weren't there. Right. Right. But my, you know, my my other friends who had businesses or who had businesses like like Chip and and they didn't do so well, like they were always in my ear telling me like, "Hey, this is part of the deal." Right. So these are things you can do to sort of make this better and to and to see yourself through these tough times. And I think that having people around you that share that want to see you succeed is is unbelievably important. I don't think it's possible without it. I think if you surround yourself with people who don't believe in you, then I think the likelihood that you're going to fail is much higher. I agree 100 percent. I've had I've had similar experiences and where people have said, "Yeah, that's great. Let's go do that." And then when I go do that, they're like, "Oh, you know, I'm busy right now." I'm like, "Okay. I'm the only passionate one about it." So I think that uh surrounding yourself with the right people like you said is is probably one of the most important things you can do in business. Right, absolutely. What's the biggest surprise that you've had in business over the last few months or since you started it? Honestly, the biggest surprise is that this isn't nearly as hard as I thought. That's interesting. <laughs> um, like, I, b- before I started, it just seemed like a mountain, right? Like, I had to get an LLC, I had to do this, I had to do that, and I didn't know how to do any of that. Right. Like, no, I had no knowledge. I mean, you know, I, I went to school, I got a business degree, but even with that, it just doesn't prepare you for that. And right. then once the machine starts to go, you start realizing, like, okay, well, this isn't that hard, right? And so... Once that machine starts to go and you start to have those realizations, it builds confidence. So when you see the next thing that you don't understand, you go, okay, well, I can figure that out. Right. And I know I can because I've gotten this far, right? Do so you that think, was by do, far the biggest thing for me. Do you think that uh, your time in the military has helped, helped with that? I think so. Absolutely. I mean, the military, even from you know being an 18-year-old going to boot camp, you learn that you can do things that you would normally not be able to do. Right. That you can push yourself further than what you believe you can do. And then once that's sort of drilled into you for a set number of years, you never really lose that. And so I think that's helped tremendously. Excellent. What's Who's been the biggest or what, what or who, I suppose, um, has been the biggest uh, supporter or role model type? Uh, of course, just in your life uh, in general, not uh, just in business. Wife, your wife? sure. Okay. Yeah. What's her, what's her name? Been, her, her name is Ashley. And uh, how long have you been married? Uh, we've been married going on five years, but we've been together for 10 years. Oh, wow. Yeah. So and she's, she's big support. No matter what. Yeah. She is 100% on my side, 100% in my corner, you know, and she's she's there to help when she can. And she's, you know, reminding me that, hey, this is, this is going to do well. You just got to keep going. 
you right. know? And so I think having that ride or die and that rock really helps out too. What's her favorite coffee? She likes the original. She likes the dark theory. In fact, she named it. Which one is that? What's that? That's the the medium roasted Ethiopian coffee. It's oh, the one you. that doesn't have flavor. Right. <laughs> it's just regular coffee, you know. So yeah, I have that one. I have two flavored coffees, a cinnamon and a vanilla. And then I have the other coffees for Ryan, which is a dark roasted Rwandan. I have a light roast, which is uh, the Indian bean. And then I have an espresso blend, which right. is a combination of two beans. Now, is that uh, how, so? How many total different types of coffee do you have on the on the site? Uh, let's see here. Six, I want to say. Okay. I might be wrong. I don't have the numbers. Right. <laughs> <laughs> I just named them, and I'm just okay. Count them six. <laughs> well, in that in that uh, in the coffee business, what's what do most people uh, misunderstand about that about that work? Um, I think. You know, I'm not really sure. I think that a lot of people in the coffee world are, a lot of consumers are over-marketed to by coffee companies um, from, you know, like the vet-owned guys to Folgers to other roasters where they put 100% of their energy into marketing, right? Right. Their marketing will tell them certain things that aren't true, but it's just true enough to get them to buy their coffee. Right. So I've, I've seen this when people come and talk to me. They'll say, hey, I had this coffee that claims they're the strongest coffee in the world, right? I'm like, okay, well, what's in it? And they tell me, and I'm like, cool. And they're like, yeah, it's a dark roast, and it's the strongest, is the most caffeine. And I'm like, that's not true. <laughs> right. <laughs> and I sort of explain how the roasting process works, and they're like, oh, so this really isn't the strongest coffee. Like, no, no, it's all marketing. <laughs> <laughs> marketing so the, the is... marketing uh, is really... Yeah, it's yeah. amazing that uh, we can get we can get sold on stuff through propaganda. It's just, I think that's how our mind works. We hear something over and over and over. We start to believe it on some level. Um, What's your favorite, uh, what's your favorite aspect of being an entrepreneur or a a small business owner? uh, My favorite aspect is getting good feedback from customers. There's something I put a lot of like effort into to get my products just right. You know, the roast level, the bean choice, everything is right on point. And to get emails from people who are like, I bought this as a gift for this team I work for in, you know, Seattle. And they love it. Like, they love this. This is outrageously good. Um, That that makes it all worth it for me. And Seattle is a big coffee place. So that's, uh, you know, if they like your coffee there, then you're doing something right, I think. What's, what's, um, other than obviously getting the feedback, what was your most satisfying moment, um, in your business so far? Um, I think just being able to launch just to see the actuation of my dream. You know, I think I used actuation wrong, but, but to see it become real, you know, to go from concept to reality. I think it's pretty amazing. And the fact that you've taken two things that you really love and, and, married them together is is i think what success is really about i think when you go and just start a business to start a business there's no passion there so even though the business might work it's just going to be like you said it's just going to be another job and uh when you marry those two passions that you've had obviously one since a child one probably not too far past that um i think it's amazing and uh i'd like to hear more about it and uh keep up on i definitely like to come when you open a shop and oh, uh, sure. have some <laughs> interesting information or interesting uh 
conversations like you you stayed on the on the site let's have some coffee and an interesting ufo conversation right right i think that would be amazing i think it would take off uh like crazy and uh i hope so man <laughs> yeah. where can our listeners connect with you online other than um, obviously black um but how about uh what's your facebook and twitter and, and, and instagram so you can find us you can find us online at facebook.com slash black triangle coffee at black triangle coffee on instagram at b underscore t underscore coffee on twitter okay those are yeah. the, the three big ones so what's Just your like what, for sure yeah what what's your future plans for this other than obviously keeping it going but uh, over the next six months where do you what do you plan to be well the next the next major hurdle is i want to get my business to a position where we can go to the ufo congress where we can go to um the mufon symposiums and we could we can connect with even more people at the at the uh, ufo conventions for sure that's an amazing place to do it because obviously uh they're interested in at least half of what you're doing um so i think uh, and, and you know they're a very loyal community you know the uh, the people at mufon and anybody that's pretty much solidly into ufos and and uh you know what's out there uh, like i am um, very loyal to other people that are also in that i think a lot of that comes from people looking down at you sometimes oh yeah Um, when you're like oh i'm into ufos they're like oh god really i'm like yeah we don't even know how big the universe is but i'm sure there's no one else out there right so um, i think they're you know i think they're um they're just really loyal. I know I am when, to other people, and, and I'm very interested in, in that. And uh, like I said earlier, I'd, lo- I'd definitely like to have you on uh, when that report comes out. And uh, we're going to have uh, Jeff Willis on, and, and uh, we can just kind of talk about that and maybe bring you guys together as well because he knows a whole bunch of people in that community as well. So, oh, perfect. Um, yeah, perfect. I'd like to bring that together, and then uh, we can talk about the new report when it comes out. and opinions on it and uh we can do that we can we can go there nice yeah, is yeah, there anything perfect. i'd love to there, be part of that is there anything that uh i haven't asked you that um you would have asked you if you were in my position um wow that's quite a question it I is it's always know. my last question <laughs> <laughs> Oof. sometimes uh, people want to touch on certain areas of their business or whatnot and uh, i don't i don't quite get the get to that question or whatnot so i always ask that to see if there's anything you'd like to touch on i don't know i think um i think that i think i would want people to know that i'm doing this because i have a passion for it i have a passion for coffee i have a passion for ufos right there's really nothing more to it than that you know i think that's all you need i think that's that's all i need man yeah that's what (laughs) creates success absolutely well, Andrew Lowe from BlackTriangleCoffee.com. I appreciate you ha- uh, having on, you know, coming on and having a, a conversation with me. And I definitely want to do this again. And uh, within uh, about 30 days or so, I guess that report's going to be out. We're going to have uh, Jeff Willis on again. And I'd like to invite you on if, if you're willing. Oh, perfect. Oh, yeah, absolutely. All right. Thanks for having me on. Hey, no problem, man. And I appreciate your time. And everybody visit BlackTriangleCoffee.com. And uh, let's get this going. Let's support the, the community. Thanks, Andrew. I appreciate it. The Now on Late City Nights. What a ride.